What's up, guys? My name is Enes. My name is Muhammad. And this is Hoop Talk. Welcome to episode 18 of Hoop Talk. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the new schedule that just came out and some exciting games to watch on that schedule. We'll also be talking about LeBron and AD extending their contracts and LeBron wanting to play with his son. And then finally, in our in our last segment, we'll be doing an updated projection of our of the standings. Um, a couple episodes back, we did like a projected standings for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Um, and now after free agency is over and some trades have happened, we're, we have an updated list of, of those standings. But first, we're going to get started with the new schedule that, that came out like a couple days ago. We'll just be highlighting some key games from the schedule that they released. So the first game that I see that is pretty exciting is the Warriors um, visiting the Brooklyn Nets. It, this would have been like a much better game if Klay Thompson wasn't injured, but it's still pretty exciting since Kevin Durant is is facing his former teammates in Stephen Curry and Draymond Green. Uh, this is like the this is the first time he's played against them uh, since leaving the Warriors. This is also the NBA debut of James Wiseman for Golden State, and it's also the head coaching debut of Steve Nash for Brooklyn. So those are some exciting uh, tidbits. Yeah. And also Kyrie and KD, like this is their first game coming back since like a year too. So it's it's interesting to see like how, how they play together. Also on opening night, two great opening night games are the LA Clippers versus the LA Lakers. This is a matchup that we did not get to see in the playoffs due to the fact that the Clippers could not get past the second round. The Lakers obviously are returning champions. The, the Lakers have a somewhat, they, they switched out a lot of their role players. They added obviously former Clipper Montrezl Harrell and they added a six-man runner-up Dennis Schroeder. The Clippers have a new coach, no more Doc Rivers. They have Ty Lue who used to coach LeBron. So that's something. Yeah. But we but I mean like let's be honest here. And it's like let's think about this logically. The Lakers are gonna win. Alright, okay. So uh yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm also excited for this game because like everyone's seen how like Patrick Beverly and and Mark or Marcus Morris, they've li- they've been like talking trash on social media and stuff and and like uh, Beverly's like been voicing his opinion on on Harold signing with the Lakers, um, so I kind of want to see like Harold and Beverly go at it a little. Like it's gonna be fun. And also the two Morris brothers, they're they're brothers, but like they're they're like on different sides of the spectrum. One on the Lakers, one on the Clippers. Markeith has shown last year in the playoffs that he. Well, he he definitely. I don't know if he is the better Morris brother, but he definitely played better than Marcus Morris in the playoffs. So, uh, Marcus is probably is probably uh, looking for revenge here, and he's he's coming to show that he is the better Morris brother. But we don't know about that because of what we saw last year or last like season. When you, it's like when you see like your cousin at Christmas, and you haven't seen him in like a year. Yeah, and and he's like, he's really annoying now. 
You know, he just, he won't stop talking. Like you go to sit down to eat and he just keeps talking. That's like kind of what Patrick Beverly is, you know? He kind of just yeah. keeps talking forever. I mean, and yeah. And then even when he loses, like even when he doesn't get past the second round, he just keeps talking. You know, it's it's a remarkable skill. There's two things that give me joy in this world, Dennis. Do you know what they are? What? Red Vines and watching the Clippers lose. Hmm. And um, when those two things come together, then it, it makes me very happy. Because were you like when you're watching the Clippers game, like when they're when they blew the three one lead against the Nuggets, were you eating Red Vines too? I was. I was just ecstatic. You know, it was like this euphoric high that you'll never come down from. Also, like a couple days after opening night, the Mavericks play against the Clippers in last year's playoffs when the Mavericks were facing up against the Clippers, Doncic hit a like a crazy step back against them. Uh the Clippers won that series, but it's going to be interesting because like Luka in my opinion, I think this season is going to be like his his peak or not his peak, but he's going to be his he's peak. Be, wow. Just he's all start, from like, here. He's going to start like he's no, no, he's gonna start entering just in the, the dump. This season, I think, is going to be like he's starting to enter his prime. And he, I feel like he could win MVP this season. It's going to be interesting. And also because the Mavericks, like, they're not going to have Porzingis. So it's just going to be Doncic by himself. And they didn't really add anyone in the offseason who's good. Other than like, maybe Josh Richardson. They also but, didn't have Porzingis in the playoffs either. So yeah, not much has really changed. Five days after Christmas, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat will play each other for the first time since Jimmy Butler taught Giannis Antetokounmpo how to play basketball again. Um, obviously, they um, they knocked them out in the second round of the playoffs. The Heat, obviously, uh, they have a solid amount of confidence after coming back from, from the finals. Well, they're mostly the same team. I think they'll have, you know, some heat in them. Oh. Spiritual. I'm a lyrical spiritual miracle. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so the, the Milwaukee Bucks have added players such as Drew Holiday and lost players such as George Hill, George Hill, George Hill, and Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe, the most useless player on planet Earth. See what I did there? The heat, heat thing. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I'm just like. That was funny. Because I'm a lyrical, spiritual miracle. John Wall and Russell Westbrook were traded with each other. There was some first round pick in there that I don't, there's some lottery protection on it. You guys don't care. Let's just be honest here. Um, it's in, it's for 2023. You guys don't care. Because first he tore his ACL. And then as soon as he recovered, then he tore his Achilles walking down the stairs. Sad, bro. It's, it's terrible, it's honestly. Sad. I think this is a better fit for also Westbrook because him on the Rockets with Harden did it just didn't work and John Wall is more of like the traditional point guard where like he's more of a pass first kind of guy and I feel like he can be like integrated into offenses better. If he could shoot that would be like way better for the Rockets but so this is really interesting because um John Wall hasn't played basketball in 2 years. And the reason for that is he fell down his stairs and tore his Achilles. I'm not even sure how, how those two correlate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's probably going to work to improve that. And this definitely, this move definitely kept Harden in Houston. Like, I know he, he hasn't been practicing with them due to like COVID stuff, 
but I feel like he Harden's happier to play with Wall now that he can he can do more stuff and and Wall is a better off ball kind of guy and Westbrook Westbrook can't just be like he can't play off ball like it's just not there for him um and I and and Westbrook and Beal is probably a better duo than Westbrook and Harden Scott Brooks, the coach of Washington, who doesn't know how to run an offense and should be fired immediately. And the fact that he hasn't been fired already is a testament to how garbage the Wizards organization is. But um, they have a long history together, as he used to be the coach at OKC when um, Harden and Kevin Durant and Westbrook were all playing together. So that'll be good for him. John Wall, like you said, is a better... Like, he can... Like, he'll catch a, he'll catch a pass as, like, Harden's driving... And um, he's fast enough to like to to get to the paint to get to the paint like and finish. Well, that's just that's not Westbrook's thing, you know. Yeah. But also, John Wall takes a lot of bad shots. Like he like that that's that's mainly because Scott Brooks doesn't know how to use an offensive scheme. He he went into 2K and he found out what the pick and roll button was, and he was just mesmerized. Like I, I've watched like maybe three or four Washington Wizards games in my entire life. The entire time, all they do, they run a pick and roll at the top of the key and just see where it goes from there. That's it. It's an NBA franchise. That's all they do. And it's amazing how they even win games because they run the same exact play every single time. And I feel really bad for every player that has to play there. But this works perfectly for Russell Westbrook because all Russell Westbrook needs is the ball. And he's fine. He'll he'll miss now a couple mid range jump. Now he's gonna and be good in fantasy. He might be good in fantasy, but he'll also drop down your efficiency by maybe a thousand points if you're doing categories. But Bradley Beal will have to play with Russell Westbrook, so I think um, he'll finally ask for a trade. Um, no offense, but Russell Westbrook is is just suited to you know run at the paint and doesn't dunk too much anymore. I literally googled Westbrook 2020 dunks and I couldn't find that many. So last week Kyrie Irving said something about LeBron James. This seems to ha- this seems to be a weekly thing at this point. Um, he mentioned that this is the first time in his career that he can look down on the floor and see that somebody else on the floor can make that shot too close game situation made shots stuff like that he's talking about kevin durant and the person he's saying obviously that could not make that shot is lebron james his former teammate it's a pretty clear shot at lebron which is seems kind of petty you know considering they haven't played together in four years now it's not really necessary he could have just said yeah katie's a really clutch player that you know that's a lot of confidence that we can that one of us can be on the floor and we can hit a game-winning shot. Um, but he obviously, he said this is the first time. And LeBron said that he was kind of sad about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, much I mean, he, he said he was like a little, a little hurt. Um, I would and, be too. and like, and yeah, he has a right to be like a little hurt because like Kyrie played with LeBron for like three years right was it yeah three years not calling him a clutch player like not considering him to be a clutch teammate it's kind of sad 
Because like I'm just like, gonna Google LeBron to, James. I saw like this this uh, this statistic where like he's the second um second most clutch player of all time or something. LeBron is. How do you statisticize that? How do you? You just like count all the buzzer beaters and. I'm trying to think. Would you consider Chris Paul to be a clutch player? Yeah, I would. Okay. I was expecting you to say no. That's kind of what my whole my whole argument there was based off of. And <laughs> um, hey, you just wanted to like prove me wrong and. Yeah. yeah, but just for just for reference and like not really backing up Kyrie's point here, LeBron James hit three playoff game-winning buzzer beaters um, in the three years that he played with Kyrie. I'm not exactly sure what Kyrie means. And that is like it sounds like nothing, but it uh, it actually is a lot. Like most people don't even hit one playoff buzzer beater in their whole career. I mean, so. I mean, because if you think about it, then there's about like four or five buzzer beaters every playoff. Um, and then if LeBron hits one every single year, that's really impressive. I'm like, I obviously like he requested a trade to Boston when they were in Cleveland together. And so there's, there's like some tension between them or like only from Kyrie, like he has some tension toward LeBron, but LeBron's all like, oh yeah, he's my brother, you know? I saw this video from Jimmy High Roller that was called LeVar Ball just pulled off a miracle right in front of eyes. He did. And the video was very interesting because as you all know, or as you should know, Leandro Ball signed a one-year non-guaranteed deal with the Pistons, which means that all three Ball brothers are now playing in the NBA. Do you remember in 2017 when Lonzo got drafted and LeVar was getting interviewed and this guy asked him, Wow. He was really thinking ahead. That's yeah. that's some Lavar Ball level like level wizard 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 hero wizard Harry. Wizard but he didn't three. actually make it when he was born. Like he was just joking about that. You but, sure? Um, yeah. The main You're a thousand point is sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it's um, Lavar Ball that we're talking about. He beat Michael Jordan one on one. You know that, right? He said when Lonzo was born, the hat was made. It could be true. I don't know. But the main thing is, he said that my next two sons are going to make it into the NBA. And once they do, I'm going to have a hat that says, I told you so. And on draft night, when LaMelo got drafted, uh, I didn't actually notice this at, at first. But LeVar was actually wearing a hat that said, I told you so. Wait, are you being for real? Was he actually? Yeah, he was. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking, bro. This oh. man is insane. Oh my god, he's wearing a hat that says I told you so. My goodness. That's so crazy that he got all three of his kids into the NBA. Yeah. One of them literally is a Chinese... He's like a Chinese felon. And he's in the, in the, he's in the NBA. That's that's crazy. It is like he crazy. Both man. of his kids played in Lithuania. I did not know that was a country before LeVar Ball <laughs> introduced it to me. Bro, like, he's he been right on so many things. Like, you know how when when he chose to put his sons, like, to play oh, internationally yeah, in Virginia and yeah. <laughs> instead of going to college? LaMelo's draft stock, he was projected to go number 16 in the draft if he was going to go to college. And after he went internationally, he got drafted at number three. Going from 16 to number three is insane. And he said, LaVar said that uh, if he played internationally... 
then his draft stock would improve, and it did. Both if we're being like for real here, he's like he's marketed all three of his well, he's marketed two of his children really well to like the point where even if Lonzo was never ever good, I mean he is like he's a solid NBA player now, but even if he was like never good, everybody would still follow him around just because of Lavar. Yeah. Interesting. It is very interesting. John Wall. All right. Our next segment. Uh, in our next segment, we're going to be giving you guys our updated list of our standings. Uh, we did this a couple weeks or like actually, I think like a month back where yeah. we uh, right when predicted. The season ended. Yeah. And before like all free agency and stuff. And now we have a list of our updated standings. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the first seed in the West. So for this one, I didn't change anything. I kept it as the Lakers. And uh, this actually, like, after the free agency and everything, the Lakers were, like, solidified in that one seed for me. Yeah, I think, I mean, I was a bit iffy on the Lakers, like, landing the first seed again. Because um, I thought maybe um, I thought maybe the Nuggets or the Mavericks would, but then they picked up a lot of really good role players. And they kind yeah. of um, cemented their place the and still, like, they the added- team in the West. Yeah, they added Harold, Gasol, Schroeder, Matthews, and uh, they only had to get rid of Danny Green and JaVale McGee. Dwight. And Dwight, yeah. For the second seed, I put the Clippers. Before before I put the Warriors. Um, And the reason I did this is because, like, obviously, Clay Thompson got injured, which significantly... I don't think I even put the Warriors in, like, making the playoffs. Um, no, you don't have them in the playoffs anymore. Yeah, I'm going to put the Clippers here. They added Serge Ibaka in place. They did lose Harrell, which is big for them, but they got Serge Ibaka in place of him, which I think, who I think is better. Yeah, who'd you pick for your second seed? My second seed is the Dallas Mavericks. Oh! I have the Dallas Mavericks there because I think once Kristaps comes back, then um then it's a done deal like the dundees but like i i i would have put the mavericks there i have them at my three seed but the reason i didn't put them in the second seed is they didn't really take advantage of this offseason like they they were telling everyone or they were telling the media that they're like trying to they're pursuing a third star like they're really trying to get well, they a were, third star but they didn't i think, they're, I think their goal is to get Giannis. Well, they said in like interviews that they want to get a third star and they're pursuing one. But what but third star do you think they would get? Josh there were a lot of people on the market. They, got. they there were a lot of people on the market. But there there weren't people on the market that would fit. Okay, like who? I don't know. It, it, the point is like they didn't make any moves except for getting Josh Richardson, which and and it doesn't place them over the Clippers if they like they didn't do anything to like this is the same team. The Clippers and the Mavericks are basically the same teams. Yeah. And last year, but then why are the we, Clippers did. But then why are we ranking the Why are we both ranking? You have the Mavericks at three, right? Yeah. But if they're the same exact team, why do you have them at three? Because I think that Luka Doncic is going to have a much better season. Like, like so, a historic. Do you think the Clippers lost players? And they'll have, they'll have a new coach that has to adjust. That hasn't played with any of these people before. They have Kawhi, who's constantly on load management. They don't have Montrezl Harrell anymore. 
They have a bunch of new factors. This is still a team that hasn't really played together. Um, do you think that they're better than the Mavericks, who had the number one offense last year, has a better Luka Doncic, has a, in a month will have a healthy Kristaps Porzingis. Do you think that they're a better team than the Mavericks? I don't know. I, I, I still think the Clippers are better. I humbly disrespect your opinion. <laughs> okay. Who do you, uh, who's your third seed? My third seed is the Nuggets. Um, actually, you could change out my second and third seed. Uh, I could see both of these teams um, being the second and third seed. I had the Warriors here before, but not anymore. Um, um, I don't know. Why, what was that sound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Nuggets, I think, will... Jamal Murray t- has taken big leap, you know, leaps and bounds. Lots of air layups with LeBron in his face. You know? You know what I'm saying? You saw the highlight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Somebody, I saw that. Yeah, you did. Jokic is great. Solid fantasy player. I think they'll continue to be a good team. I'm still really mad about the fact that they re-signed Paul Millsap. I don't know why you would do that. He's <laughs> just... He's, he's literally an old hunk of junk. Like, if there was an NBA definition for an old hunk of junk, it would be Paul Millsap. He is old. He's 34. So, like, the problem I have with the Nuggets is the same thing with the Mavs is that they yeah, didn't the same do anything. Yeah, they didn't do but anything don't except you think- re-sign Paul Millsap. And also, they didn't re-sign Jeremy Grant, which is insane to me. I, I don't know was- why they didn't. Like... Me and NS I feel like they got worse. I feel like they got worse this offseason. Woo! That's a hot take right there. He should go on they, first take. They got worse. And demonstrate his hot take. Um, You think they got worse? Yeah. So you don't think that Michael Porter Jr. will get better? No, I think he will, but not better you don't- than the Mavericks and Clippers. Or not. he's not going to make the Nuggets better than the Mavericks or the Clippers. Um. Yeah, I know John. But what about Jamal Murray? Like, sh- showed like gr- big signs of taking that next step in the playoffs. He did incredible. Um, I also think he's gonna take another leap. But it's tough when you have only two, only two stars and and like no one around you, except for my. No one around team. you. No one around you. Oh yeah. boy, here we go. Who's around wow. him? Who's around him? Who's around him? Okay. Okay, we're going to do this. I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be boy, controlled. Boy. All right. So they signed Jermichael Green in the offseason, who was very solid for the Clippers. Would you agree? Would you agree that he's very solid for the Clippers? Yeah, in his two minutes he played, he was very good. Wow. He played 20 minutes a game, Ennis. <laughs> no, he didn't. I'm literally looking no at it right now. He that, played 20 minutes that, a game. That's wrong. There's no way he played 20. That's. I don't think the stats are wrong, Kenneth. He shot 38% from three, 80% no from the free way. throw line. Grabbed six rebounds. Yeah. He's not like a great role player. I would say he's a pretty solid role player. I'd say he was great. He didn't have to be great. Also, the Nuggets have no bench. Okay, we're, that's. I mean, he he would be a bench player, and I'm getting around. We have Monte Morris, their backup point guard. 
um, who averaged nine points, four assists, 84% from the free throw line. You want to guess what he shot from three, Ennis? 40%. He shot 40% from three. 50% from the field goal line. Is extremely efficient and can provide great minutes from when Jamal Murray is oh, doing Jamal about Murray. And, and uh, Gary Harris. Yeah, I was getting there, Ennis. Oh, my bad. All right. Uh, I still have them no, at number no four. Bench. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. No bench? No, I do I take it back. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I still have them at number four, which is the same place I had them in la- in the last episode or the episode that we did with the standings. I mean, they're they're good, but they just didn't make any moves in the offseason. And they're not better than Mavericks. They're not better than the Clippers. They're not better than the Lakers. So I'm just having them at number four, you know? Who is your fourth seed? My reasoning for this is because I don't think this team will ever mesh well together. I think Lou Williams... Is kind of doesn't care at this point in his career. I think Patrick Beverly is useless. I think Patrick Beverly is maybe the only thing I agree with Russell Westbrook on when he said that all Patrick Beverly does is run around the court and yell, which is all Patrick Beverly does. I don't like Ty Lue as a coach. Obviously, he he won a championship, but LeBron was on that team, and I'm not trying to discount him for me. Maybe he really is a solid NBA coach. We just haven't seen any of that so far. Kawhi isn't really doing much in the regular season. Paul George is... I don't need an explanation for that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it works at all. For my fifth seed, I had the Rockets, which is crazy because I had the Rockets in the eighth seed last time we did this. Mm -hmm. And the trade that they did with Westbrook and and John Wall, I think that really increased their chances of, uh, of of going higher in the playoffs. Like I said before, John Wall, I think he's going to play better with Harden. So I'm going to have him. I'm going to have the Rockets at fifth because I I don't see the Jazz or the Suns or the Blazers uh, or the Pelicans going above the Rockets in this one. Anyway, uh, Donovan Mitchell played really well in the playoffs. Yeah, that's I mean, there's Joe Ingles. There's Bogdan Bogdanovich. There's Mike Conley, who couldn't seem to get it together last year. Maybe he'll play better this year, but I don't think he will. So that's why I have them at five. At the number five spot, I have the Jazz. Utah Jazz. The coronavirus... Oh, God, I hit my mic. Uh, the coronavirus giving Mormons of the... What's... What's... God. There's no... It's not called the sun... It's not a sunshine state. What's the word for it? What's... Utah's, Mormon state. The Mormon state. That's right. The Mormon state. Um, coronavirus giving Mormon state. Uh, obviously... Rudy Gobert is going to do whatever. He's going to get a Defensive Player of the Year nomination. Might not win, might win. I mean, who really cares at this point? You know, basketball is just a game to entertain ourselves from, you know, the sadness of our reality. Um, I have the Jazz at number six. I don't really have a reasoning for this. I mean, like, the Rockets and Jazz could be interchangeable. Uh, But, yeah, what about you? Okay. I've done some long and hard thinking here. I'm going to put the Warriors... At number seven. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Wait, who'd you put at number six, then? I put the Jazz. Who's at number five? Didn't I? You put Jazz at number five. Oh, oh, then I'm fine. Okay. All right. I have the Rockets at number six. Oh, okay. I have the Rockets there because I don't think James Harden's going to play. Or if he does play, I don't think he's going to try. 
And if he does try, I think it'll be really hurtful to the team. Because I feel like Steven Silas, the newly appointed coach of the Rockets, is going to try to implement an offense that like is not very D'Antoni-ish traditional. I don't think... I, I mean, if he does want to do that, I don't think... I think it'll be a serious adjustment for him at first, so it won't really go well. Yeah, and I don't think... I think John Wall's fine there. I just don't think he's going to do much anymore. I mean, I don't think he's going to be as fast as he used to be. I don't think he's going to be... A, to be able to get uphill as fast as he used to be. I had the Suns at number seven. They had a really good offseason. They picked up Chris Paul. They got Jake Jay Crowder. And I think this is enough to put them in the seventh seed. And like this, like the seven, eight, nine, ten, those four seeds are really tough to choose because like you have the Suns, you have the Blazers, you have the Pelicans, and then you have the Grizzlies. So yeah, that's why I have them there. The Grizzlies didn't really do anything in the offseason, so, like, they're probably, I mean, like, I don't really, I'm not going to put them in my, uh, in the eighth seed. But, like, the the Blazers, it's between the Blazers and the Pelicans for the eighth seed. Uh, I mean, like, it's between, like, the Blazers, Suns, and Pelicans for the seven and eight seed. But I would, well, put, I, the, think... I would put the Suns in front of all of them, mainly because, like, they have Devin Booker, Chris Paul, De- DeAndre Ayton. They have, like, three stars even if they're not like good stars, but they still have three stars. The Blazers only have one basically, but who, he's really good. The Pelicans are really good with a healthy Zion. They have Ingram. They lost Drew Holiday, which is bad for them, but they have they got Steven Adams. So they have Steven Adams, Zion. True. Lonzo. I think that's a solid. I, I mean, yeah, I think especially Ingram. with Zion. I like the Pelicans there. But like the problem is I actually put the Blazers at number eight. Dude, why don't they just make it all one big conference? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, because they're in a bubble now. So they could have done that. God, this is so dumb. Like, I don't want to see the Hornets on a on a playoffs list. Because they're not good. They shouldn't be able to make it to the playoffs because they're going to be like 30 and 52. But like, who do you... Because for my 7th and 8th seed, I put the Suns and the Blazers, okay? It was, I, I don't, th- it was the toughest decision the, for me to make. I had the Blazers and the Pelicans. The Blazers? You didn't put the Suns in there? No. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. I, th- I, I mean, I don't... I think they'll be the ninth seed. I think they'll be ahead of the Warriors, but... I don't know. I still don't trust that organization at all. All right, now let's do our Eastern Conference predictions. Uh, for my one seed, I chose the Bucks. Um, in, in episode 15, when we did this the first time, I chose the Heat. Um, but now I'm going to choose the Bucks because, first of all, they're normally a really good regular season team, but just not good in the playoffs. Um, and now they've added Drew Holiday and a couple, and, and a couple other role players. I feel like they're still going to be number one, especially with the East. Like the East hasn't really gotten really better except for the Nets. Like the Nets are healthy now, um, but I don't think the Nets are going to stay healthy the whole year. And that's why I'm going to go with the Bucks on this one. I also have the Bucks there. They, like you said, they added Drew Holiday and they dropped Eric Bledsoe and like they, they dropped like, like I'm not going to say unnecessary players. 
but like players that weren't going to help them in the long run, like for a finals run. They're all, they've always been a good regular season team. Giannis is going to be an MVP candidate. For my second seed, I chose the Heat. Uh, I had the Heat number one last time, and I just put them back in number two because um, I realized that they're not really a good, or they're not normally a good regular season team. I mean, they are a good one, but they're just not like amazing like the Bucks. Um, and also, this offseason, they didn't do really, they didn't really do anything that was surprising or or didn't really make any big changes they only added Avery Bradley and then re-signed some people like Goran Dragic and Kelly Olynyk. so they didn't really make any I don't think the Heat are going to be the second seed just because last season they weren't they weren't a team that always went like 100% in the regular season and I don't think they have to like they're not a they're not a team that has to you know just go 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 during the regular season because they're fine where they were in the in the playoffs their role players are just starting. They last year they were just starting to figure things out. Like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, all three of those players had their breakout years last year. Now that they've played one year in the NBA and uh, gotten to know everything in the team, and 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 now that they have this basically the same team as last year, they can keep that chemistry going from last year. And um, and I just think that their their role players are going to take a, a really big step in the regular season and. Also, the regular season has been shortened like 10 games too. So I don't think they really want to leave any room for error. I mean, I could see the Celtics or the Heat going for the second seed. Obviously, the Celtics um, were, were pretty solid in the playoffs last year. Jason Tatum is an all-star level player now. Jalen Brown's pretty great. Kemba Walker's going to be injured for the first couple of weeks of the season. I feel like they would try to like go for a good center. So uh, I mean, I think... Was- what- when the Gordon Hare, when the Gordon Gordon Hayward deal, before the Charlotte thing, before they released him, they were like they were pitching him around to the Pacers, and the Pacers trade was going to have to be that they would have to give up, I think Robert Williams, for Miles Turner, and Which I is think like an that would, then, that's right? like you lose the player that's not going to stay on the team, and you pick up a center that you need. But Danny Ainge just didn't want that to happen because he didn't want to give anybody else up besides Gordon Hayward. So he just let Hayward go and they got no return. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, I mean, problem, they, they kind of blew it. Like, I mean, obviously Danny Ainge in the past has done a really great job of picking up players. He's done a good job drafting. But even with the Kyrie, even with the Kyrie thing, he didn't get any return. Kyrie Irving only played one full season for them. And he didn't get anybody else out of that. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like there's a pattern here where, like, Danny Ainge doesn't seem to, like, when he has an asset, then he doesn't, like, distribute it well and, like, get back a return. But Yeah, and, and like, Miles Turner is, is the ideal center that they can get for the Celtics. He can stretch the floor well. He's a good rebounder, a good shot blocker. He's he's lengthy. Um, he's, he's exactly what yeah, he's the young Celtics too. needed. He fits, yeah. fits within their timeline. He would have been the best choice for the Celtics, but I don't know. But they ended up getting Tristan Thompson. Yuck! Who's not, he's not bad, but just like, they could have gotten someone way better. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's why I'm putting them there. I told my dad that the Celtics signed Tristan Thompson. He was like, he still plays in the league. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my third seed is, um, is the Heat. They seem to be relatively the same team. I think they'll have 
some more passion in them after losing in the finals, especially Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I think after what Anna said, I mean, I feel like I could move them up to two. I think that I don't think they're really concerned about the regular season, though. I think they just want to they want to get back to the finals. For my fourth seed, I chose the Raptors. Wow, even wow, though that's high. Yeah, because like they lost Serge Ibaka and Marcus yeah, Gasol. They, wow, okay. they lost Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol, but I'm still gonna put them there because the teams below them that I chose. Uh, I don't see them going in front of them. The only team that I only see going in front of them is the Nets. But the Nets are not going to stay healthy. And I can guarantee you that they're not going to stay healthy. The Nets don't have to be a good regular season team like the Heat. And they could just do well in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to put the Raptors there. All right. Also, I was yeah, reading this right. article where like where like they did like this... Um, this like... They use like this random BPI something BMI. I don't. I don't know. Like they use this like statistical thing where like they predict what the what the projections Body are. They put the, yeah, yeah, and they put the um, the Raptors pretty high. And they said like even with the losses of like Surge and Marcus, all like uh, the thing like still puts them pretty high. So that's another thing. Yeah. Even with, wow, I mean, I don't know how they're going to fill that hole at center. And I think Siakam really has to play well this year. Yeah, that, but yeah, that, I don't know. there's a lot riding on Siakam too. But who's their, uh, who's like, their I feel center like... right now? Aaron Baines. They got Aaron Baines. Oh, actually, yeah. that's pretty solid. That's not, yeah, yeah that's a... not bad. They also got Alex Len at power forward. Yeah, there's also, I always forget his name. Oh, yeah, OG Anunoby. Yeah. Who, had a, who in the playoffs last year played really well. Yeah, he did. Who is your uh, fourth seed? That's um, questionable. Also, I think, I, think yeah. Chris, I think Chris Boucher is going to have a breakout season. My fourth seed is, um, is the Nets. I have them above the Raptors just because I'm not super sure on the Raptors' future. But then, like, I feel like people every, like, every year, like, the Raptors get discounted. But then they go pretty far in the playoffs. Because, like, they don't have, like, one main superstar. They don't even have one, let yeah. alone two. Yeah, and they got the second seed last. Who knows? The Raptors, and they have a good coaching staff. I mean, I feel like this is a good spot for them. But it all depends on if the Nets can stay healthy. If they can, which um, they probably won't, um, then well, the, the only thing is if the Nets play better. For my fifth seed, I chose the Nets. It's pretty expected. I would not put them any lower than the fifth seed, though. Because, like... They have Kyrie and KD. Like, what else? What else? Um, I was more what set else on. Does their team need? I mean, they have Steve Nash, yeah. and they also don't forget that they have yeah. a new coach every single day. That's what they said. Because some <laughs> days Kyrie will be coaching, some days KD will be coaching. Yeah. <laughs> have no idea what uh, that means still, but you know, Kyrie. They do have really good role players, and and they managed to like not trade any of them. Yeah. Which is good. They re-signed Joe Harris too. Um, but let's see how their coach does, because he has no coaching experience whatsoever. But yeah. Well, he was the trainer, I guess, on the Warriors, which is some. My fifth seed's the Raptors. Um, I, I could also see them going third seed, honestly. Or like if Celtic, if the Celtics drop down, and if they go to the third seed, because I don't know, the Celtics role players don't look so great this year. But you never know. I mean, the East is always kind of like a hodgepodge of like the first five seeds. After that, it's like. 
how many home <laughs> games can we win essentially yeah <laughs> but uh like the first five yeah. teams are good but then like after that you get like the magic <laughs> you know the uh, the wizards you know that was last year though My sixth seed is the Sixers. Joel Embiid's good enough for them to get into a playoff spot. Ben Simmons is, I don't know, he, he's where he is. They, they, they picked up a couple shooters in the offseason. I don't know. They, they, that team is just like, they have Daryl Morey as their GM now, but they also have Doc Rivers as their coach, which seems like they're just going to make it to the second round and then get swept. But uh, there's also the, the Harden trade rumors. Which are, I mean, they would have to trade yeah. Ben Simmons, obviously, and James Harden have to change the way he plays. But uh, I feel like if they do get if they do get James Harden, then the East becomes a lot more interesting. Yeah, like, it does a definitely. lot more interesting. Like I might actually, like I might actually be interested in what's happening in like the last four seeds. Wow, that was a joke. I'm I'm interested in every I'm interested in all things basketball because I'm a professional. That is that is correct. Prof- um, both very professional. So I actually didn't even put the Sixers on my list. I have no faith in the Sixers at all. I wow. think they're going to be uh, the the 15th seed. Wow. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have. They're gonna. Their record is gonna be 18 and. Let's do the what was the math. But I'll get a, a nice round number, twenty and fifty-two. That's a good number. Yeah. That doesn't add be up. 20, That'd be, it'd be it'd be twenty and sixty-two. No, there's a seventy-two game. It's seventy games. What? It's seventy-two this year. You didn't know that? No one told me that. What? Are you being for real? <laughs> That's nasty, dude. Whose idea was that? I would have to rethink every way I think. Oh God, dude. <laughs> what? It's only 10 games, though. It doesn't make a difference, really. 72 games? That sounds nasty. That's like... That's yucky. For my sixth seed, I chose the Pacers. Uh, We saw TJ Warren last year, or last season in the bubble. He was doing really well. Um, I think he can be a good piece for them this year. Last year, they got the fifth seed without Oladipo, um, which is promising, too. So... Along with Sabonis. Sabonis is a really good player. I think he's like a really underrated player. Like not a lot of people know about him. But mm-hmm. he's he's a solid rebounder. He's he can get you like twenty to twenty-five points every night. Um, and then you have Miles Turner, Victor Oladipo. We didn't get to see much of Victor Oladipo last season because he wasn't like one hundred percent. But this season he's gonna be a hundred percent and uh we'll see how that goes because we haven't seen him play at one hundred percent in a while. Um, but I feel like they can definitely have that six seed. I mean, I think it really, I think their, their seeding depends on Old Depot's play. Yeah. He's a big they'll team. obviously, they'll have like their supportings in like in Brogdon and Sabonis and Miles Turner. But like, I think it depends on, on Old Depot. Oh yeah. I forgot about Brogdon. They have him too. Yeah. They have a good team, but just like, I don't know what, I don't know what's wrong with them. Like they got swept last year, even though they had, they actually had a good team. Maybe the Heat were just too good. For my seventh seed, I chose the Hawks. They had probably the best offseason out of every team this this uh, this uh, this past offseason. Um, they got Rondo 
Bogdan Bogdanovich. They're a really solid um, team on paper. That all sounds yeah. really good. Maybe I should have them higher. Seventh seed is is their ideal spot, or eighth seed. They can they could potentially make both. But yeah, who is your seventh seed? My seventh seed. Can I get a, a drum roll? Yep. It's the same thing. It's. Uh, oh. it's <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting like the Wizards or something there, you know. I, I mean, I think the Wizards will be really fun to watch just because Russell Westbrook's there. But because I think like him being being able to like play like his OKC self will be pretty fun to watch. They don't have any national televised games, but you guys can. They don't have some. any, like not a single one. I think they have one. You guys can like wow. YouTube some highlights. This is like the same thing with the West, kind of. Like the last two, like the seventh and eighth seed, the last two spots are kind of weird because there are teams who can make it there, but just like it's hard to say how they are gonna do right now. Like the Wizards, I feel like they can make it to the eighth seed. They definitely can. I they feel have like enough star power, but it's just it depends on on a lot of things. Because I feel like it's the Pacers, the Sixers, the Hawks, and the Wizards, and then on the West, it's the Blazers, the Suns, the Warriors, yeah, Pelicans, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Grizzlies, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I mean, it's gonna be a tough race now on both sides. Yeah. Also, on the East, might be good. I put them on my eighth seed, by the way. I just, I just can't imagine a Michael Jordan-owned Hornets team going anywhere in the playoffs. In my <laughs> mind, I just—they're just not gonna go anywhere, but just like at least making the playoffs. Even that's like questionable. Like, I just—I um, can't believe like, they pay Gordon Hayward that much money. Yeah, but like when you have it, when someone wants to come to Charlotte, then you give them all then your money. All right. You, M- Michael Jordan took out, he he, he took out the, the like his 50% Jordan contract. Of their savings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just like he just, put some of that. He, he he gave that to Gordon Hayward on the side. You know. Yeah. He's like, please stay on this team. We couldn't get Kemba to stay for more than two years. Please. <laughs> Again, this just depends. It's depending on a lot of factors. Like if Lamelo Ball is actually good. Like last year, the John Morant, he's he kind of reminds me of Lamelo, where like he was put on a team that was not very good, and then he carried them to a potential eight seed. But they ended up getting the ninth seed, which is kind of sad. I kind of wanted them to be in the eight seed, but but yeah, he played tremendously last season. And if Lamelo can play that way as well, and he has a good supporting cast around him. In Gordon Hayward and uh, Devontae Graham. That's all the but, uh, players. Yeah, that's, that's like they only have three players on the team on their roster <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh, you know who I think would have been good for them if they signed like Christian Wood? They signed like Christian yeah, Wood. That would have been Christian a good Wood. thing for them. Yeah, he's good. He's very underrated too. My AC is, um, is the Hawks. I think they, I mean, I could also see them being in like the sixth seed, honestly. Trey Young's, yeah, because Trey Young's really good. Like, yeah, he is. I make a lot of jokes about him being short and like being the worst defender in the world, but <laughs> he's he's really good at basketball. So he he he's he's solid. John Collins is really good. The Bogdan Bogdanovich deal, they really just they came in there as Milwaukee was about to grab him, and they just stole it like right from under their feet. 
That's I feel like also was... Capella is really good. We haven't yeah. seen him play box yet, but yeah, he's good. Yeah, we have, we haven't seen him play in a system that would fit a guy like his like the way he plays. Like well, yeah, he's, he was playing on the Rockets. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you Which play on the, the Rockets, he's ever played for, right? Uh, honestly, I feel yeah. I feel like if if you were just a random guy on the street, like over six one, you could make the Rockets roster. Because all you would have to do is just stand there. You would just have to stand there while James Harden ISOs. Like PJ Tugger, just stand like, in the corner and shoot. PJ, isn't that so? He's made his whole career out of making corner threes. He's just but he's also he's, good, like, he's also like a good. I know defender. he's a great defender and you know all that, yeah. but nobody cares because he makes corner <laughs> threes. Yeah, corner threes are, are the. If you can make corner threes and you're over six one, then just show up to the Rockets practice facility. You yeah. you got a job. And it wouldn't be that hard because James Harden's not there anymore. So yeah, <laughs> he just he doesn't show up to practice. So yeah. you can play actual basketball at practice, but then when you get onto the floor of an NBA game, you can just stand there. Um, next time, since we won't have any topics to talk about, we'll just talk about the rumors for the Space Jam Two. Yeah, we'll just dedicate a whole episode to that. Yes, Down. yes, we will. Yeah. Or we could do a comprehensive <laughs> review of the first Space Jam. Wait, bro, the NBA starts in 14 days, two weeks. Yes. Yo. Maybe then people will start We could have content. We could have content. I know. We don't have to Crazy. scour across Bleacher Report to look for things anymore. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 18 of Hoop Talk. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would really mean a lot to us. Also, if you guys could check out our YouTube channel, we post videos almost every week we release episodes every two weeks depending on how much how much uh how many how much news there is in the nba but once the nba starts back up we'll start releasing an episode every week see you guys in the next one peace